together this morning. Take your Bibles with me this morning, turn to Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to be looking at verse number 20 this morning, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 20. As we have finished a week that reflects the act of thanksgiving, and I say that because many of us uh, went with family and we've done a lot of cooking, we've done a lot of traveling, we've done all of these things. It's the act of thanksgiving. That's kind of what I call it as we celebrated this period of time uh, in our calendar. Uh, in a, and I want to say the American calendar, not every country and places have a, a time set aside to be thankful. But as we reflect on the act of thanksgiving, uh, I think most of us realize it's real easy to forget the reason of the season because of the events of the season. And does that make sense? Hey, hey, the cooking, the decorating, the traveling, the family gatherings, and, and I know this week started last Monday. Well, when are we going to go to Lufkin? Our family's in Lufkin. We're going to... Are we going to go on Tuesday? We're going to go on Wednesday? Are we coming back on Thursday? Are we coming back on Friday? I mean, all this traveling and all this plan is sometimes in the process of celebrating the season of Thanksgiving, we completely forget about the reason of the season and we get caught up in the events of the season. Now, am I just confessing for myself or, or is there a few more people involved in this out here? Okay, there's a few of you that kind of agree with me. But that's what happens. Now, I don't know how, if this is taking place at your house right now. Has it already started taking place at your house? Now you're, you're going, taking down the fall decorations and getting the turkey down and, and working on the tree and the holly and the lights. Have anybody started that transition yet? We've got one pile, of, I see some hand, we've got one pile of totes to take down decorations and we got about 10 more over here that we're supposed to turn around and put up the next week. And all of that is part of this. And again, we sometimes get wrapped up in so much of the events of the season, we forget about the reason of the season. Man, do you realize that we're about to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Do you realize what is taking? Do you realize that we're fixing to celebrate when Jesus Christ was born and angels attended the birth? Wise men came and celebrated the birth. How many of you know when a baby is born, they bring gold to him on his first birthday? Anybody? They didn't do that on my birthday, I promise you. They, they bring incense, which is a signal and they used it in, in the celebration of, of, of the, the uh, uh, well, in the temple. They used incense that celebrated the prayers or witnesses of the prayers that went up. And then the frankincense, if you don't know what the frankincense, frankincense was something that was used to, to celebrate death. It was something that they used to embalm the bodies. And myrrh also, the same thing, to embalm the bodies. My goodness, what a peculiar birth. We're fixing to celebrate that. So, I, I, I heard somebody say the other day, I thought this was interesting. This is a non-believer. And they said, you mean to tell me, 
One man came and spent a few hours on a cross and, and as a result of him spending a few hours on the cross, he died for the sins of billions of people around the world? They said, how is that possible that one man was able to do that? Well, listen, what they don't consider is who the man is. That man originated in heaven. That man came and he was worshipped at his birth and it was announced that man was without sin. That man was the Son of God. That man came and gave himself for the world. Yes, that man died for the sins of the billions of people that are born on this earth. And as a result of that, we all have salvation that have put our faith in him. That's the season that's coming up that we're going to celebrate. We don't need to forget the reason of the season. Like sometimes we fail to do. So that's why I wanted to speak again this morning on the subject of Thanksgiving. I sometimes think that the turkey gets more attention than the Thanksgiving theme for Thanksgiving. Now, The one thing that the reason that I, I felt it so important that we bring up and speak on the subject of Thanksgiving again, and I'm even considering speaking on it again tonight in the evening service. We've been going through the book of Luke, but I'm thinking about looking at it one more time. But the reason I wanted to speak on Thanksgiving again is that Thanksgiving is something that God commands us to do and unlike many other people in the world, as Christians, Thanksgiving is not something that we're to celebrate once a year, but it is something that we are to celebrate every single day that we are alive. As Christians, we are to be a thankful people. He commands us to do that. Look what these scriptures says. Now, I know I've told you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. We're fixing to read that, but... That, that's my key verse, but look at these scriptures. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18 it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I have a lot of people ask me, said, Brother Wayne, I just want to know what God's will for my life is. Well, right here. He wants you to be thankful. That's one of the things that God wants us to do. That is a command. He says that we are to give thanks to God, and watch this, in all things. All right? Another verse, Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, it says, For, whoso for whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Everything that we do, we should be doing for God, whether it's in word or what we say to someone, or in our deeds, and we're to do it with thanksgiving. I love the fact that our men's group that normally meets on Monday night, this last Monday night, we gathered up at the Center of Hope, and the Center of Hope sponsored a Thanksgiving meal for anyone, any of the clients of the Center of Hope. And we offered this meal to them. So our men's group, we went out there and we parked cars. For the cars that were coming in, that's what we've done. And I want you to know whether we did it in word or in deed, we done it unto the Lord with 
Thanksgiving. I mean, we had a great time. We had a great time out there, and all we were doing was parking cars, but we done it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks for what He has done for us. Now, I, I'm going to get back to this verse. I'm fixing to read my key verse this morning, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20, and I'm going to have to admit that I've been preaching this verse. Well, I've not been preaching on this particular verse, or I would have caught it, but in this church for the last 13 years, I believe that I've misled you in, I would always say this, that we are to be thankful to God in all things, but not necessarily for. Have you heard me say that before, Carrie? Hadn't you? I said it. I've been preaching it that way all my life as I have been preaching and I guess I have never paid attention to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 20. Look what it says. It says, give thanks always for all things. Unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ugh. I... T- I have to tell you that I don't I don't like saying it. But I've been wrong. To say that we're to be thankful in all things but not for all things is not what the scripture says. And I'll tell you when I read in the scripture and I find that it says that I don't mind telling you I stand to be corrected because I want to, I want to preach accurately the Word of God. It was really hard for me to understand this. How am I to be thankful for cancer? I, don't, I, I didn't have a problem when I had cancer. I didn't have a problem saying that I'm thankful in the situation. I, I don't want to... I was not thankful for the cancer, but the scripture tells me that I'm supposed to be thankful for all things. How can I be thankful for the loss of a job? How can I be thankful for a car wreck? How can I be thankful for a family crisis? How can I be thankful for that? Well, I have to tell you, I had to, I had to do some studying when someone brought this scripture to my attention. And this is who brought that scripture to my attention. How many of you know Johnny Erickson Tata? Anybody recognize that name? I know, I know so many of you do. Let me give you, I heard her testimony this week. And Johnny Erickson Tata, uh, she was a 17-year-old girl. And uh, over the Thanksgiving holidays, as I was studying for this message this morning, her testimony came up. And she explained some things that were taking place in her life. Uh, Johnny was a 17-year-old girl. She lived in Baltimore, Maryland. She was very active in her church, very active in her school. She was very athletic. She enjoyed hiking. She enjoyed horseback riding, tennis, and swimming. On July the 30th, 1967, she was swimming in the Chesapeake Bay when she misjudged the depth of the water 
And I, as she was speaking this week, she said she'd she done a pike dive into the water. And that's one where you come and you go straight down. And uh, she misjudged the depth of the water. She hit her head on the bottom. She broke her neck. And it immediately paralyzed her from the shoulders down. Quadriplegic is what that's called. And that's what happened to her uh, as she was 17 years old. If you read her autobiography, you will see that the following two years of her life, this makes sense to me, filled with depression, anxiety, thoughts of suicide, thoughts of uselessness. Shortly after, her room, after the accident, of course, her room was filled with family and friends. She's 17. She's a senior in high school. I mean, floods of people came and visited her. But over the next couple of years, guess what happens over the next couple of years? It kind of whittles down. Fewer and fewer people show up. Almost left to nothing but her family. Loneliness begins to sit in. And then someone from the youth group came and visited her. A young man came and visited her. He said, I want to share a couple of verses with you. These two verses that he shared with her were these, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of Christ Jesus concerning you. The next verse was, give thanks always for all things unto God the Father. Now, what do you think her response was? No, no, tell me, what do you think her response was? Tell me. You think it made her mad? You think it made her upset? You bet it would have made me furious. What do you, who are you walking in here on your two legs and your two feet healthy? You haven't laid in the bed for the last two years. Who are you to come in here and now tell me that I'm supposed to be thankful for what I have right now? Are you telling me it's my fault that I've done this? It made her furious that he had the gall to come in there and use those words and tell her she needed to be thankful in the situation that she was in and she was to be thankful for the situation she was in. It made her furious. Now watch this. When she got over the fact that this young healthy man came in there and told her these things, she realized that the messenger was not the ones that spoke those words. But it was the Lord Jesus. It, it was the author of the word of God. These were the words of God that says to be thankful in all things and to be thankful for all things. It was God himself that, that had these, these words put on the page for her to hear, to understand, and he says, listen, I'm here to change your life. If you will simply be obedient to me, you're going to see that you can have peace, you can have joy no matter the situation, you can find peace in me. 
Oh my goodness. And then then that song that we sang this morning, when the oceans rise and we think we're over our head and we can't handle the situation, then don't handle the situation. Give it to the Lord Jesus and let Him rise you up and walk on water. Can He do that? Let me ask you, does He still do that today? Absolutely He does. Absolutely He does. So this is what I find out. This is what I found out when this young man came and talked to her and, and made her mad. This is what I found out. This, to me, I have to tell you. She's just saying amen. Y'all just let her go. She's saying amen. Listen, listen to this. You have heard this verse also a jillion times. Okay? You've probably even tried to apply or have applied this verse in many different situations. But look, I just noticed this this week. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, it uses the same two words in this verse as it used in Ephesians 5 and 20. In Ephesians 5 and 20, it says, And give thanks for all things. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that all things. Man, did you notice that? For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. Now, if you remember last Sunday, and I I don't have time to preach last Sunday's message again, but remember when I preached last week uh, where it says that we should be thankful for God's purpose. He's given every one of us a purpose. And He says, I'm working to the good of all things called according to His purpose. I have, to, I, I have to tell you, this last week I have cha- I've had to change the whole way I've thought about being thankful. And as I listened to uh, Johnny Erickson, Erickson Tata's testimony, I realized that when she realized... When she realized that she was supposed to be thankful, watch this, even if she didn't feel thankful, she was to be thankful. Now, does that make sense? How many times, I I remember, I remember my daddy standing, me and my oldest brother, we would fight. I mean, like cats and dogs, we would fight, we would we would hit each other. We would get in the floor and roll around. Mama had to break us up one time. She poured a bucket of mop water on us in the living room and then made us clean it up just to break us up. I mean, we had each other in headlocks and pulling each other's hair and twisting each other's ear. I mean, we, we had it. And then we'd have to stand up and Mama would say, now you tell him you're sorry. You think for one second I meant it. I didn't mean it at all. But I would say, I'm sorry. He would look at me and he'd say, I'm sorry. If we could just get out of mom and daddy's sight, we'd start again. We weren't sorry. But you know what we did? We said the words. We said the words. Johnny Erickson Tata, this is what she, this is what she realized. She said, even though I don't feel thankful, even though I don't feel thankful, I have got to make myself be thankful. Okay? Now don't, don't let me lose you here for a second. 
even though I don't feel, I'm not saying it from my heart, but this is what I'm going to do. She made the decision in her life from now on, when she woke up in the morning, she was going to find something to be thankful for, and she was going to say what she was thankful for, even though she didn't feel it in her heart, she was going to say it because she was going to be obedient to God. So you know what that is? That is an act of faith. You see? Because I don't feel it. I don't feel it, but I'm going to do it. And she took that act of faith. And in her testimony, she began to talk about some of the things that she said as an act of faith. I said, thank you for, and I'm going to tell you what those are for just in a minute. But I want you to recognize something. And I really desire that we practice this. All right? When she did not feel it in her heart, and she was being obedient to God out of her faith because she wanted to do what God said to do, to give thanks, this is what she would do. Watch this. That thought would come into her mind as to what to say. How many of us have done that before? That thought comes into your mind and you want to do a good act, but you don't act on it. Or you don't even verbalize it. I'm going to, I, I, I'm going to challenge you that when that thought comes into your mind, that not only do you think it, but then you verbalize it. In other words, one of the things that she would say that she was thankful for, she said in the mornings when they would come in with the breakfast trays, they would always start on the opposite side of the hall and they would go and they would pass out the breakfast on this side of the hall. They'd go to the end of the hall. They'd make the round come back down to her side of the hall. She was the first room on the right-hand side. Guess what happened to her breakfast by the time it got to her? It was cold. One morning they started on the right side. She got one of the very first meals right out of the kitchen. And she thought, she says, okay, I'm trying to find something to be thankful for. I am thankful that they started on the right side of the hall. That don't seem like much, does it? But this is what she done. This is the thought process that came into her mind. So not only did she think it, but she said, I'm going to verbalize it. So she said it out loud. Her mind had to move, her, cause her lips to move, caused her tongue to move, to say the words, God, thank you, for letting them start on my side this morning so that I might get a warm meal. But you know what that does? She had the thought. Then she had to verbally say it out loud. When she said it out loud, then her ears had to hear it. Then her ears had to process that thought. Let me tell you, that made that thought that passed through her mind more than just a thought. She acted on it. I encourage you. I encourage you. I don't... I do this all the time. I sit there and I thank God. In my mind, I don't, I don't, I don't speak out loud. I don't say it. But I, I want to challenge us all now that we have an opportunity to thank God and to be thankful that we take that extra step, say it out loud, let our whole mind, our mouth, our ears process that, and I want you to know it's going to implant. There is power in the words that we say in that area. It makes more of an impact on us when we will verbalize it 
with our mouth. Now, okay, everybody that's in here is listening. Don't take what I said that there's power in those words the wrong way. I'm just teaching us that when we speak these words out loud, it makes a greater impact on more than just thinking these words. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. This is some of the things that she would say that she was thankful for. She said, I said, I was thankful for a warm breakfast. I was thankful for a window to the freeway that I could see movement outside. I was thankful for clean smelling sheets. You know, when you get paralyzed from the, way, from the shoulders down, let me tell you, there are a lot of things that people notice or that you will notice that you don't notice before. She said she was also that she was thankful for soft sheets. She couldn't feel them from her shoulders down, but she said, I could tell the difference between a soft sheet and a rough sheet on my face. She began to be thankful she began to say her words that she was thankful. And guess what happened after about 30 days? She began to be thankful. She didn't just say it out of obedience, but she actually meant. She started waking up in the mornings and she started speaking this out of obedience because now it was an act of faith and God changed her heart. She Forgot, not, not necessarily forgot, but she, she put aside the situation that she was in and she began to walk on water. Now did that, make, did that statement just make sense at all? Because of her obedience and because of her faith in her thankfulness, it changed the whole situation that she thought that she was in. Okay? being thankful for all things, I, again, I have to tell you that I had trouble with that. I read to you just a second ago, Romans chapter 28, or verse, chapter 8, verse 28. Now let me read it again and listen to what it says. For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose... But listen to this next. Guess what the purpose is here? For whom he did foreknow. I want you to know that nothing has escaped God. The condition that we find ourselves in, whether it's a family crisis, whether it's cancer, whether it's a job, whether it's finances, whether it's marriage, I want you to know that didn't slip up on God. It says, for whom he did foreknow, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. You want to know? Hey, hey. You want to know? You want to know why God allows these things to take place? It's because he wants you to look more like Jesus. To be conformed to the image of his son. Now, how how often do we find ourselves in situations we're living our life and something pops up and it is sometimes even life-threatening, life-altering, and what is the first thing that we start doing? Praying. Praying. I want you to know it is, 
It is life-changing situations that will drive us to our knees before anything are these life-changing situations. I love that verse where it says that it, he foreknew us and the things that we go through is to conform, to conform us to the image of his son. I have to tell you, uh, and, and I'm just using my personal example. When, when, when I, and I say me and Susie, we, we're married, we're one. When we went through that cancer thing with me, I want you to know it drew us closer to God than we had been in a very long time. I mean, this was a life-threatening situation. This, this could have been a life-altering situation. And we depended upon God. We sought His will. We did more than we did the week before, I promise you. We became dependent upon God. Here's another verse in, in Colossians uh, chapter 3 and verse 15. It says, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body to be thankful. To be thankful. We are being called to be thankful people. Even when situations uh, are not the, what, what we, we'd like for them to be. <sighs> So as we consider this morning what it means to be thankful for all things, this goes to the very character of what a Christian should be. We, as the body of Christ, we should be people of thankfulness. Now watch this. Uh, this if we are the body of Christ... So the Baptist Church is not the only part of the body of Christ. The body of Christ is made up of all believers around the world. We make up the body of Christ. And the body of Christ, the whole body of Christ, should have the character. Okay? Should have the character of thankfulness, gratefulness, joyfulness, kindness, Meekness, peacefulness, we should be loving, we should be a people of goodness, we should be a people that's giving and forgiving. Well now, if you know your scriptures very well, you know that I probably got that from Galatians 5 and verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit. And this is what, this is what the character of the body of Christ is to exemplify, is that Am I saying, is that the right? Exemplified. That's what we're supposed to look like. Whether we're about to have surgery, whether we just grabbed our pink slip from our employer, whatever the situation, they, our character should not change. Now, it does tell us in 1 Corinthians 10, 10, one of the things that the, the church in Corinth was having a problem with, it says, Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmur, and we destroyed, uh, and were destroyed of the destroyer. In other words, the opposite, the opposite of thankfulness, and the character is murmuring, complaining, anger. The, all of these exemplify the opposite of what God wants the character of the church to be. So we shouldn't murmur. 
As a matter of fact, in, in Romans chapter 1 and verse 21, uh, you sit there and you read, uh, 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 well, it talks about, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it says, the wrath of God's going to be poured out against the ungodly. And you, you go back and you read that. Most of you know what I'm talking about. But when you get down to verse number 21, it says this, because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were they thankful. I, I, I want you to know that God holds it against the people who know about Him and are ungrateful, unthankful people. He goes, that, that's, what he, that's one of the reasons the wrath of God is being poured out against the world because they were unthankful people. My goodness, we have so, so very much to be thankful for. So very much to be thankful for. Let me just give you these few. How, how was Paul thankful for being in prison in Philippi? when he was beaten and he was chained at midnight. And if you'll remember the story, he, he, at midnight, him and Silas, they began to sing praises unto the Lord. An earthquake came and shook the prison and released them. And if you'll remember the whole thing, the, the, the guard started commit suicide because he was afraid the prisoners had left. And the whole reason all of this was taking place, why could he be thankful for the beating and the, the imprisonment and the being chained? Because a family, a whole family came to know the Lord that night. Might not have had he not been in that situation. That's how he can be thankful. How was Daniel at peace in the lion's den? How could Daniel have peace in the lion's den? How was John at peace when they put him on an island called Patmos? You know, most people don't realize that one of the reasons they put John on the Isle of Patmos and and put him out there on that island away from everybody. It was an island that was considered a prison because he couldn't get off of it. But they had just got through boiling him in oil and it didn't kill him. But well, here, we're not going to fool with you no more. They put him on the Isle of Patmos. How could he be thankful for that? How? How could all the disciples, all of the disciples except John, were martyred for their faith? Some were hung, some were killed with swords, one was driven, uh, drugged behind a horse until he died. All of these, some were crucified, Peter was crucified. All of these were thankful that they were willing or able to give their lives for the cause of Christ because that's how great Christ is in our lives. My goodness, we should be thankful. Last verse in... Psalms 100 and verse 4, it says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and to bless his name. I want to challenge every single one of us as the body of Christ, as born-again believers. We start our day off giving thanks unto the Lord for what he has done for us. Don't wait till thanksgiving. It is a command for us as Christians to be thankful every single day. Listen, I know we sing it. Just listen to the words of this song as I sing it. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks 
because he's given Jesus Christ his son. So give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his son. And now let the poor say, I am rich. Let the rich say, I am strong. Because of what the Lord has done for us. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done for us, we should be given thanks. Give thanks. Wow. So, what do we need to do this morning? The obedience unto God is to give thanks. Even when we don't feel like giving thanks. Tell your brother you're sorry. Sorry. I have to be honest. I don't know that I ever had a heart changed and really meant that I was sorry. I, I don't know that I ever did. But I do have to tell you this. Even out of obedience, if this morning... You look at your life and you might say something to this effect. Well, I don't really have that much to be thankful for. Take an act of faith this morning. Right where you are standing this morning. And say, God, I don't feel very thankful. But God, I know I should be thankful. So I'm going to take out a step of faith. And I'm going to say thank you this morning. Even when you know my heart that I may not mean it. God, I'm going to step out on faith. And then you can look in the days to come. You continue to be thankful. Be obedient. And God will change your heart. If you're here this morning, I want you to know and understand that Jesus Christ came and He died on a cross so that you might have everlasting life. You know what? Even if you don't believe that, you should be thankful. Let's stand together. Father, as we come to you this morning, and we speak on this message of thanksgiving again. God, we realize this morning that not only should we be thankful in all things, but God, that we should be thankful for all things. And God, as we find these situations and circumstances in our life, we can recognize now that you have a purpose for all those things. And that purpose is that we may be more like the image of your Son, Jesus Christ. So God, this morning we say thank you. God, I, I pray that you will see us through. Help us get out of the water that has overcome us. Make us to where we can walk on the top again. We love you and we praise you this morning. Be with those who are lost this morning. That they might hear those, these words and respond. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.